You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. What is the sanctuary of sweet truth? It is a beacon in a storm of anger, hate, and misinformation. Here the truth is you are free to be yourself and stand by your own moral compass. Live by it, and you can be in the Life's Hall of Fame. The distance, you can run the mile. You can walk straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero, you could get the gold. Breaking all the records, they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride. And you're never gonna know if you never even try. Do it for your country, do it for your name. Cause there's gonna be a day when you're standing. Hey, this is Sugar Shane with another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Billy Dees is with me here. How you doing? I'm doing real well. Hello, everyone. Had a pretty good few days. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Mine's been uneventful. Got a little writing done. That's about it. Oh, that's good. Got a cool idea. We'll see how it develops as it goes down the road. Involved awesome. with a fantasy novel type deal. Right. Because, uh... I've always been into fantasy novels. I mean, I read any type of genre just about you can think of. I'll read about anything, but uh, we were talking about that the other day, though, at work. Um, literature and my books I had to read when I was in school, like All Creatures Great and Small, and we had to read all kinds of books, you know, when we were growing up in high school and stuff is required for class. And they're not doing that right. so much anymore in school now. And I was talking to uh, Liz. She listens to the show, too. And uh, I was talking to her about it, and I said, you know what? I said, the sad part about it is, I said, in 20 years, you watch, mark my words, literature won't even be a required damn class in school. It'll be an elective. You watch. Mark my words. Because things are moving so differently now that it won't even be a required class. It's like it's a lost art. Arts, The arts are all taking a side approach really when you get right down to it and everything's yeah. moving toward technology more so than anything in your basic classes and uh yeah it's sad really but hey what can you do about yeah. it they call it progress uh-huh. yeah okay got some news on the front from uh my brother about the radio station he said that oh cool. we was approved for the fcc but we're still waiting to hear from the government in regards to let me see how he put it real quick. It was, uh, I simply got this text tonight. Uh, now it's up to how the station is regulated. We may have to try and get a certain frequency. They'll get. They, they'll have to let us know, but the government takes their sweet time. It can take up to three months yeah. before you can even find out. 
So we're hoping it goes a little quicker than that, but, you know, worst case scenario, right. three months. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, well, did you see the new uh, Eminem video? I, I I I caught parts of that rant about Trump. I, I did. Yeah. I don't know. Was that a, was that an actual video? Is that what <laughs> you know, it was something he made himself in a garage somewhere. Probably because he can't make an album much anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not being, It's just the truth. I'm going to try to be as partial as I can to this because. There's parts of it I think are, oh, you know, somewhat justified, you know, however you want. I'm for freedom of speech. If he wants to stand in a garage and rant and rage, oh, yeah. f- five bodyguards mm-hmm. behind him, that's all his power. I mean, he's more power to it, you know, more power to you, stupid ass. But here's the reason why I'm trying to be partial as I can. I'm not an Eminem fan. He's made maybe two to three songs in his whole career that I give two shits about. Yeah. It's simple. It's one of the worst writers I've ever heard in my entire life far songwriters go now people are going to argue with you but if you know anything about how poetry and things are supposed to be written and the songs are laid out it's not even nowhere near what it's supposed to be that's why most of his stuff sounds like it's jumbled all together a lot of his stuff is just silly that i don't care to hear i mean it don't even make any damn sense i like stuff to be able to like i've said before relate to me give me a message if you're going off about some shit in the toilet that don't really relate to me and uh, and let's just face facts. I'm not I'm not being hard when I say this, but it's just the truth. The only reason why the old dude made it is he happened to be with the right friend, had the right friend, at the right time. And that's the only reason why he made it. He was friends with Dr. Dre, helped him get into the business, and that's the reason why he is where he is today. If he hadn't known Dr. Dre, his ass wouldn't have had a snowball's chance in hell making it in rap. Because unfortunately... Not being a racist statement, but too many Caucasians don't make it in hip-hop. And he had the right friend at the right time. Well, yeah, he, he sent him a demo tape. Now, this goes back to my my uh, my DJ years. And I would agree that there's absolutely no question that, that Dr. Dre is a superb producer. Mm-hmm. Absol- oh, you can't. Oh, yeah, bar can, none. Bar none. Um. But Very there's good. no question. I, I would give Eminem the the uh, he had a way of, of of rhyming and the way his voice sounds. It does lend itself um, to hip hop very well. I don't know that he could have made it as big as he did, sounding like you know Dan Rather trying to rap. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, but absolutely. I mean, he had the the the, the the creme de la creme of producers behind him as far as hip-hop goes. So, um, yeah, that Dr. always helps. Dre's, Dr. Dre is probably the best hip-hop. He could very well be the best hip-hop producer ever as far as hip-hop yeah. goes. He's, he's phenomenal. Don't care for his headsets. They were good when they first come out. Now I think they're overrated. The Beats. Not a huge fan. Well, but, here again, my, my, my work in the electronics industry, I'll give them this. Um, I You'll hear different opinions about how well they perform. Now, there's some excellent, excellent headphones out there whose names you may not recognize um, that sound absolutely fantastic, especially in the pro market. But what they did, they made headphones a fashion statement. Yeah. And by doing so, the headphone market for everybody was elevated. 
because before they came along, people, the average consumer just was not that particularly interested in those types of headphones. No. So I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, those fuckers walking around didn't even wouldn't even listen out of them. Just had them had them wrapped around their head. It was like it was, a couple. I had yeah. one friend that the darn things were broken. He, he walked away well with them. <laughs> <laughs> it became like wearing a hat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, me, I'm a Bose fan. I always will be a Bose fan. I love Bose headsets. To oh. me, they got the clearest, crispest sound I've just about ever heard out of a pair of headsets. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's some better than others, but it doesn't really matter which kind you get. You can get the cheapest or you can get the most expensive. They all have a damn good sound. But that's just me. But uh, the only thing I will agree with them in this video, I sit and listen to the whole three minutes or whatnot. Um, I did agree, because we've talked about this in the past, that all this NFL talk and all going on is one big, huge distraction. Right. I will agree with him on that. Uh, oh, it is. I, I, I said that on the podcast a week ago. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of junk going on it's in that area. Yeah, it's hype. But then he wanted to go on about North Korea, and, and I'm not trying to be mean, but Eminem's in his, you're out of your depth. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. As I've, we've said before, North Korea has been a huge issue long before this presidency and bone backwards. It's just becoming a very big problem now because it's a nuclear threat. I got a friend on Facebook. He was trying to compare him to Pakistan. North Korea and Pakistan are two different beasts. Because we're allies with Pakistan or trying to be allies with well, Last I heard, we're not allies with Pakistan. Um, from what I understand, we um, just left one organization... This was an announcement in Paris. I forget the name of the organization now. And the reason why we left that organization is because of their involvement with Pakistan. And we looked at it and we didn't want nothing to do with it. So, it's not that we're real buddies with Pakistan either. But, he wanted to go off about North Korea and how North he's wanting to do Holocaust. Now, like I said before, something's got to be done. It doesn't matter how it's done, who does it. And this person that I'm friends with, they said something about, well, Russia and we're going to have, a, and China backs North Korea. Well, if they back North Korea, that may be the case. If they back North Korea, who's to stop them from backing them? If we sit on our ass and say, oh, let's just let it go, and they continue to make missiles. What's going to stop them from back in North Korea when the shit hits the fan and they shoot one over here? See my point? Just yeah. because you don't stop something now doesn't mean you're going to stop an inevitable war or stop something from happening. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I said before, it's going to wait, and everybody's going to wait to the last damn minute, and we're going to have another 9-11, except this 9 is going to make 9-11 look like a damn cakewalk. Could very well. Yeah, I mean, any any nuclear yeah, yeah. explosion uh, will change the course of human history. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So, you can look at it as nothing if you want. It's up to you. I, you know, however you see it. And they brought in Syria, and I think Syria still is a problem. I just think it's not been in the media that much lately because we've been dealing with North Korea. And they've been talking about that a lot. I still believe probably he he sent a link to a video about them still gassing people, and they probably still are. Because that man's a tyrant as well. 
It's not the people yeah. you blame. Unfortunately, it's not the nation itself as a whole. It's the tyrant that's leading them and influencing them. You're talking about Syria? Yeah. Or, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the issue with Syria, the time to get involved, if you were going to get involved, was several years ago. And uh, that's the problem with getting involved in civil wars. You have to, if you're going to get involved, you have to do it at the right time. Yeah, you can't now, wait till late. Yeah, yeah. N- now what's happened is, is when a civil war, any civil war, historically speaking, when any civil war goes on too long, what happens is, is too many people get involved, and that's what you have over there now. You you have different factions of of, of the religious groups. You have Russia over there. No, Russia's have, uh, involved. Yeah, you have so many people meddling in in what's going on over there that it's just a, a quagmire. There's no way to define victory. And uh, now you don't have much choice unless you're going to launch a massive land invasion and clear everybody out, which is pretty near impossible. Um, you know, it's it's there's not too, a whole lot you can do. No. I guess you just wait, wait and see which side wins, I guess. That's all you can do. In that particular case, if it's a civil war, see who ends up prevailing. Yeah. I don't, think much, I don't think much of their leader, I'll tell you that. No, of course not. I mean, he's a real god. He don't look like he would be that way either. <laughs> I mean, if you look at him, he wears a suit, nice, clean-cut guy. I'm not going by saying appearances or everything, because right, right, it's right, not right. the case. But when you look at him, you think, oh, here's a fucking attorney or something. You know, he looks just yeah. like he stepped out of the damn Wall Street or something. That motherfucker's evil, boy. That yeah. goes to show you, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because he's one of them ones that come knocking on your door as a salesman. You probably let him in. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trump claimed, uh, this was been this past week, that the fake media isn't telling everything it should be telling, of course. And that their stock market, since he's been in office in the last month, has obtained $5.2 trillion. And it's yeah. helping the national debt in doing so. Now, let me go ahead and clarify this and use a little piece of knowledge that Donald Trump likes to share. That is fake news. Because even if it has acquired 5.2 trillion dollars that is in no way shape or form uh, sh- shape form or fashion decreasing our national deficit deficit by 5.2 trillion dollars because that's not where that money's headed is that what he said yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah he said that that was that the i have deb- to vet that i'm not he said he said he said that he said that he said it is to had 5.2 trillion dollars in stocks through the stock market in the last nine months, and he said that's helping our national debt. Yeah. He didn't say it was $5.2 trillion off of the debt, but he said it's helping right. our national debt. And that's not helping our national debt, man. That's putting money in other people's pockets, which is good because it's supposed to, I guess, trickle down. I'm waiting. But it's supposed to trickle down. Well, hopefully they're paying taxes on all those on all not those if games. Lo- Not if they're using loopholes like his ass, do you? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> supposed to work though yeah he he told everybody about national television he used loopholes he's he's right about the uh the stock market um typically when a new president gets elected uh they get a what's called a bump in the stock market because everybody's hopeful about the changes coming and everything 
Now, his bump has sustained. So a lot of his critics say that, well, Obama did all of it. Well, Obama was part of it. There's absolutely no question that he laid the groundwork for a lot of it. But the bump has sustained because of Trump. Right. I agree with that. And uh, a lot of that, though, and here again, there's there's pros and cons to everything. A lot of that is because he has done some massive, and this is something that hasn't been really talked about a whole lot, but he has rolled back massive amounts of regulation. So a lot of these companies are pretty much freewheeling right now. So, yeah, we have a great stock market, whether or not you're... <laughs> Your water is clean to drink. It's yeah. another thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we done broke all kind of agreements and not helping the the gov- uh, world any with our pollution problem. But hey, we got money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do a damn bit of good though. Wildfires in California, man. Twenty-one oh, people dead. As last I heard, it may be more than that now. But 21 people dead. I don't know how many homes lost. You know, I just wouldn't live in a state like it, man. And I'm not knocking anybody that may be listening from California. You got family in California, whatever. I'm sure it's a great state to go to. And maybe you would love you love living there. But me personally, I don't know. I'd have to have a damn good job making good money for me to live there. Because if you ain't got a, if you not got wildfires knocking at your back door, you got to damn worry about an earthquake coming. And if you ain't got that coming, you got to worry about sliding off a damn hill somewhere because of mudslides. The mudslides put out the fires. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like shit. It's like damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you don't get enough rain, the woods are going to be on fire. And if you get too much rain, you're going to be sliding. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I hate it for the people that died. I really do. But I'm just saying, me personally, I'd have got to beat the path out of that damn place a long time ago. That's just mm, too much for me. It depends on where you where you go in California. I mean, obviously, the cost of living is much higher in the in oh, the very yeah. popular metropolitan areas, but it, the rest of the state it's a big state. I mean, oh yeah, I would love to visit Northern California. I don't get me wrong; I'd like to see LA pieces of it. I wouldn't want to stay there too long. I think the damn place is too crowded for me, and it's way too much traffic. But San Diego, I'd like to see. I'd yeah. like to see San Francisco. Uh, I've always been. I've always wanted to go to San Francisco. And I would like to go up towards Sarasota and places like that in Northern California where the big trees are and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd love to go up there. I, I tell you a state I would love to go to just for pure beauty, and that's Oregon. I've always heard Oregon and Washington both are really pretty states to go to as far as if you want to just see nice scenery and country and all. My wife is in Seattle right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, is she? Well, shout out yeah. to her then. Yeah. yeah. What's she doing up there? She's doing a training for her work. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm uh, batching it for a couple couple of days. Oh, Lord. Man, you ain't eating, uh, what do you call it, Raymond noodles, are you? No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> I'm going out a lot, though. I She's bet. eating a lot of Mexican. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which she and I do anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like Mexican yeah. food. I told my son yeah. earlier we was going to go to Mexico and get a burrito, and he didn't want to do that. His mom was in there getting pizza. He, I thought we just go leave her here and go get go to Mexico and get a burrito. He did, he, he didn't like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I, we watch a show. I know you've heard of the show, Frasier. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you like the show or not, but. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, me and Christina have been watching it on Netflix because they got all the seasons on there, and that's based in Seattle. So. Yeah. I'd like to go to Seattle. I actually got a cousin. I can't tell you how much. He's a cousin distant. I don't even know his name. It's one of them cousins of, you know, nobody knows. You know, he's up there. He was. My grandmother was closer to him than I was. Uh, my grandmother actually helped raise him part of his life or so. Took him in and lived with him a while. It's one of my great aunt's kids. I don't know which one. I, th- I want to say Mary, but I'm not positive. But he lives in Seattle. That's where he lives. He's been living there for a number of years now. He, When she was alive, when my grandmother was alive, he would call her from time to time. He, he offered to buy her a ticket to come and visit, but she never took him up on it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he lives up that way. But along with the fields... And everything is trees is all burning. There's also marijuana farms burning. <laughs> and, and I've thought about just renting me a helicopter and flying over that stuff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just <laughs> I've always thought that was funny. You know, you ever watch these old pictures? You'll see if you look on Google, you can find them too. You'll see these old photos where cops have confiscated these marijuana plants, and they're out back burning them. And you'll always yeah. notice they'll be right up on them son of a bitches while they're oh, burning, bet. too. Sure. <laughs> they'll Absolutely. Be, they'll be right up there sitting next to him. I can imagine. Hey, Mick, what you say we go grab us a bite to eat when we leave here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard about this in Indiana. They had a teenager there that I guess they were doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, boy. And she refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, she got expelled from class. Now, do I think it was a smart move? No, I don't think it was a smart move. I think it was something that probably, and I hate to say it this way, she was a teenage kid, probably 14, 15, no older than 16. And it probably stemmed from her own parents. Is where the idea came from in the first place. Right. Truth be known. Either they had mentioned to her something you ought to not stand and play the pledge, or just their everyday life teaching, talking around the house led her to do this. But let's just say for one instance, she was a rare breed for a teenager, these millennials today, and she actually had her own thought. I don't have any problem with her doing that, and I don't think she should be expelled. Because in 1962, they took prayer out of school. And they deemed it to where you can't tell anybody they have to pray in school. Which is fine, if that's what they want to do. So how can you tell somebody they have to stand up and say a Pledge of Allegiance? Which, by the way, has the words in it, in God we trust, in it. One nation under God, yeah. Yeah, one nation under God, yeah. That's what it is, excuse me. One nation under God. Which can be any God, whoever you want to say. But I'm just saying it has that term in the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, that was inserted afterwards, after it was written, from what I understand. Oh, okay. But that's my point. Right. If the person decides not to, then they had two football players. I don't know where this was. Two boys decided to take a knee at a high school football game. As soon as the national anthem was over, the coach told them they could take their uniforms off and going back to the thing, shower and leave, they're off the team completely. Yeah. Kicked them completely off the team. So, like I said, I think a lot of this stems from them. Uh, I think a lot of it's, if I was a psycholo- you know, psychologist doing an evaluation of these kids, and I don't know them personally, I'm just giving what I believe. 
It's probably for their parents that they've heard this. The two boys for football players probably just wanted to do it because their uh, idols, the NFL players, were doing it. They had no real conscience one way or the other whether they really wanted to make a stand or not. And that's fine. But to expel them, I think that's a bit much. Just my own opinion. I don't know where you stand on that, but that's just my own view. Yeah, I don't know the details, but, uh, you know. I mean, I think that's a little bit over, overboard, overkill to expel the yeah. kids. That sounds that sounds pretty yeah. harsh, yeah. I mean, Considering what all the other kids get into. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's kids that do a hell of a lot worse than that don't get expelled. So, that, yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah, you kill somebody in the cafeteria and you're <laughs> suspended for three days. You don't stand for the national anthem. Right. And you're sort of thrown out into the street. <laughs> <laughs> law, man. I'm telling you, law's ass backwards all the way around. It don't stand a chance. Yeah. But, I, you know, like I said, I'm not making I wouldn't make it an issue about the prayer in school. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying that they they made that law in 62. And then they want to make it where you have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. That don't make no damn sense. I mean, that's not a government building first. I mean, it's a government building per se, a school, but it's not a place where, you know, you should be forced to have to say the Pledge of Allegiance if you don't want to. Hell, when I was in school, I don't think we ever even did it much. When I was in high school, I don't ever remember saying the Pledge of Allegiance. No, I don't think we, I'm pretty sure we didn't in in high school, but I, I remember in grade school we did. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing it in grade school. Yeah, when I was in elementary school and whatnot, <laughs> yeah, we did it there. I remember doing it then. But in high school, we never did the Pledge of Allegiance. It was never even offered. So doesn't make sense that's all i'm saying boy scouts i don't know if you heard about this they're now taking girls yeah into the boy scouts now i wonder who thought this damn idea can i see teen pregnancy on the fucking rise how about you (laughs) i I don't know that that's necessarily an issue as far as as being co-ed, but surely, yeah, surely. I, be I, I, I guess I guess my point is, is is why have Boy Scouts and why have Girl Scouts if if one side wants to join the other all the time? Right. Just make it the Scouts and forget it. Yeah, the Girl and, Scouts don't take boys. They've already said they're not taking boys into the Girl Scouts. Yeah, and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that especially the the younger kids. And you'll hear different opinions about this, but I, boys need to be conditioned a certain way. Girls need to be conditioned a certain way. And, uh, of course, when you say that today, you know, everybody's all up in arms and, oh, all genders are the same. They're all people. And, and But we do have different ways of of running our lives as men as opposed to women. Women have different things that are important to them yeah, as opposed to men. And we could go on down the line. Yeah, we're and, all uh, different. I mean, like, and yeah. the genders aren't the same. I mean, I've seen movies. We all we look different from women, <laughs> and our desires are different from women. Yeah, I mean, we we all function differently. I mean, uh, that's why women. You know, we need women. I don't know. I'm trying to say this. You know, and I, and I said this the other day. Politically correct, as, as which I'm not. And I try to try to be nice as I can't possibly can be on the air, 
But the problem with politically correct is, and I gave this definition for it the other day when I was sitting around thinking about it, all that is is a nice way to lie without offending someone. But yet we're not supposed to lie. And politically correct answer is to say we're all gender. But the fact of the matter is we're all different. I'm not saying women shouldn't go out and work. I'm not saying women shouldn't do this and women can't do that. But I'm saying women are different than men. That's just the fact of life. Yeah. And, and one thing I've noticed is, is is fathers don't typically act like fathers anymore. It, it used mm-hmm. to be white when, 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 when mom said, hey, you kids better knock it off or when your dad gets home. And that meant something. I mean that was that was like you better straighten up, you know that was you, know, you don't want dad dealing with this, and now the mothers and the fathers are pretty much indis- indistinguishable uh, from each other. Um, they both try to mommy the kids, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure that's a good idea. I I, I, I remember this documentary I, I saw some time ago, and it was about this tribe in Africa. And uh, when the, when boys reach a certain age, I don't know if I remember if it was like five or seven, or it was very young. Uh, the boys had to go stay in the men's huts. They can't stay with in the women's huts anymore. Hmm. And they and they had to go out with the men and and you know go hunting with the, with the spears and the bows and arrows and all this other stuff. And that kind of translates into on the wider issue is that women just simply do not make good warriors, right. and that's nothing. That's nothing against them. Uh, women have their place. I mean, I think we all take comfort with our mothers, and, and mothers have that soft spot for us. But there are times when men, in particular, when young boys need a kick in the ass. Oh yeah. And a big strong man does a big strong alpha male man does that best, and yeah. that's missing from our society. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and well, we got uh, so many fathers missing in society too, though. You oh, yeah, so yeah, they're either gone or yeah, they're yeah. either not around or they're acting they're acting no different than you know any anybody else. They're, well, you, they're, got they're, a, you got a divorce rate at like damn seventy five percent. Yeah, you know, you got so many broken homes now. That's the main problem with America today and the kids growing up is broken homes, and uh, and then the homes that are together. Don't get me wrong, they're not all peachy perfect either. But I'm yeah. saying those are some some of the broken ones are better than those. But I'm just saying when you don't have a father figure around, you yeah. know, kind of negates that, you know. And uh, but I agree with you. I agree with you 100 percent on that. That these that these these kids growing up today they don't know shit about what it means to have real discipline. Yeah. Most of them don't. I mean, you'd say something about whooping their ass, and they're like, "I'm gonna call the law." Here's the damn phone, nine one one. That's the phone number. Call them, cause I'll sure as hell tell them that too. I don't play that shit. I'm old school. I ain't got. I won't beat my kids. I'm not gonna beat them to a pulp, and I'm not gonna you know beat them in the head with no damn two by four or nothing. But if my kids misbehave and they don't want to listen, I, I ain't got no problem putting my hand to it. Yeah. I ain't got no problem. Anybody's got a problem with that? Hey, you raise your kids your way, and I'll raise mine my way. And in fifteen fucking years, we'll go back and look at the goddamn results, and you tell me. I ain't never got a whooping. I felt bad that I regretted. And when I got older in my early twenties, I thank my family for my ass whoopings. People say, "Well, if they whoop your ass now, you'll grow up and hate your parents, and you'll go bullshit." Not unless you're a weak individual. 
Hey. I never hated my parents. That's psycho fucking babble. That's all that shit is. That's some damn uh, psych- psychologist wannabe sitting up in a damn office, Dr. Phil talking that bullshit to people. Yeah. I mean, there's only. I'm not saying there's certain things you can't do to, for your, to your kids to discipline them without whooping them. That's not what I'm saying. It all depends on the age. It all depends on how, how, how things are going, what they did, and all that kind of stuff goes into play. you got to have enough common sense to raise your kids, which is another thing people lack in this world today. you got to use wisdom. You know, sometimes wisdom, well, I'm not going to say sometimes, I'll, I'll take wisdom any day of the week over intelligence. Mm-hmm. Every day of the week. <clears throat> I will take wisdom over intelligence. Because I know a lot of people's intelligence is hell. I work with one guy. He's got book smarts, but my God, I wouldn't trust him as far across the damn street when it came to wisdom. And that's just the truth. Yep. But yeah, you've got to have you got to have wisdom in raising your kids nowadays, and you got to know that uh, you can't let them get away with stuff. If you let, let me tell you, if you let them get away with it now and let them walk all over your ass today, who's going to be to blame in fifteen years when the law does get involved for something they did? Because they're not going to get away with it with the police officer. The police officer ain't going to slap them on the wrist, say one more time, and I'm going to do this. They're going to lock your kid up. And you're going to have to go home and look in the damn mirror and say, hey, maybe I'm the one to blame for this because I didn't discipline my kids right. I let them hang out with the wrong crowd. Parents nowadays don't even give a shit who their friends are. Most of them don't even know who their friends are. Right. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. But yeah, didn't mean to get on that. That's just the truth, man. People gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta care more about your kids than you do the damn TV shows. I mean, man, both people nowadays they can tell you more about whoever the hell's on some television show than they can tell you about what's going on in their own kids' life. Certainly. Mm-hmm. The, the the downgrade of this country starts with a family unit. I've heard preachers say it, and you can say, oh, that's just some preacher babble. And it may not be. It may be some preacher babble. And this ain't coming from no religious point of view. This is coming from a fact point of view that it is the downfall of this United States right now is the family unit. Because when it goes down, the rest of the country goes down. When you can't even sit at a damn dinner table no more and eat dinner? You got one eating upstairs, one eating down the hall, another one in there, and they all got phones. And you wonder why in the hell you don't know shit about one another. What happened to coming home? How'd you do in school today? None of that. That's the first thing that comes out of my mouth as soon as my son gets in my car when I pick him up. How was school today? What did you learn? First damn words out of my mouth. I don't ask him what he wants to watch on the damn telephone. 
You better wise up, people, or you're going to lose it all. What about this health care Obama's putting in? Does he think that's anything worth a shit? I haven't checked that out. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the proposal is. I know one of the problems they're saying is the administration still refutes to pay an insurance company subsidies to reduce the cost of. Uh, you, you meant Trump, right? Yeah, but he signed. Yeah, he signed something today. It's supposed to force competition, from what I understand, between insurance companies. Now, if that is indeed the case, and that's the one hundred percent truth of it, like I said, I don't know for sure yet either. That doesn't sound that bad to me. Well, what it is is uh, here again. I don't know the details on this, but it, it lowers the standard that Obamacare set. Right. That if you wanted to participate in this, it lowers the standards in terms of what you have to uh, what you have to provide. And they're saying that that'll bring more people into the market. It's quite a possibility. And I don't have a problem with competing in insurance because the reason being is just like anything else in life. If you go one place and it costs too much, you go to another. So, I mean... So yeah, well, I, th- th- that's a whole other podcast, but I, I really feel that no matter what side of the issue you are on this, we, we really have to reevaluate what the concept of insurance means in regard to health care because I don't believe that the concept of insurance belongs in health care. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Do you think it should the, the, be government funded? Well, here's let's just back up from this a little bit, um, and I'll do this very briefly because I know we're getting close on time. But in a nutshell, insurance is a for-profit business model, and it's predicated on the notion that most of the people that are going to buy your product are not going to use it. For example, hmm. if I uh, if there's a hundred people in a room and I sell them all car insurance, and it's good for one year, okay. Statistically, most of those people are not going to have an accident. All right. If all of them would go out the next day and get into an accident, I couldn't pay all the claims. No. Okay. So it's predicated on the notion that most of the people who are buying your product are not going to need it. And most of the time, in, when you really break down the word insurance, it's a backup plan. You drive a car, you're not planning on having an accident. You don't want to have an accident. But if you do, you want to be able to participate in this pool, in this reservoir of funds that you can pay the damages. Okay, that's that's the concept of how it works. And, of course, it works for the insurance company because most of the time they're going to have money left over. That's going to be part of their profit. Now, what's wrong with that concept in regard to health care? Well, everybody needs it. All right, and you're, you're you're born in a hospital. This idea that young people don't need it as much as older people is true to a point, but you know what? You're born in a hospital. You should be getting preventative health care. You should be getting monitored all the time. Everybody should be getting yearly examinations, and that's part of what keeps costs down in the future because you're doing preventative work. Well, there's illnesses okay. for young people too, so I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, and absolutely, and that's a very dangerous I would never tell you, oh, don't worry about insurance. I would. Ne- I don't care what age you are. An appendicitis or something like that can set you back for years financially. Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, getting back to that, we have to, uh, here again, as a society, not just in terms of government, but we have to start considering that our, our health 
is something that we all need to invest in, just like we do in retirement. We don't call it retirement insurance, right? No. All right. So we all are going to have to participate in one way or another in the investment of our health care. And here again, in regard to the insurance companies, I, I, I don't mind hospitals making money. I don't mind doctors, nurses, because here's why. Those people get their hands dirty making people well. They get blood on their hands. They get whatever. Insurance companies over the past few years have made billions of dollars doing nothing but shuffling papers around. And like I said, the concept of insurance simply does not belong in healthcare, the, the way we normally consider it. Okay, and uh, and until we we've come up with a better system of managing those expenses, um, and you know, here again, it did to delve in the political fray of this. I don't want to do it. We've, like you were talking about single payer and all that, but the fact of the matter is, is that there has to be a collective system. And it, we, we might be able to design a way for insurance companies to participate in that. Um, one of the ideas that I've, I've always wondered about is why not have, you know, catastrophic coverage? That's what I worry the most about. I, I, re, I really feel that a lot of times these uh, health care plans are nickel and dimed. Mm. And that's what really brings them down. I mean, I, if I get a sore throat or something and I have to go to the doctor about it, I'm not happy that I have to pay for the doctor's visit, but that that kind of thing, worrying about that doesn't keep me up at night. Right. What, what what keeps me up at night is having something really bad happen to me that's going to cost tens of thousands or a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. That's what worries me. And maybe we could hybrid the system by you know having catastrophic coverage for everyone, and then parsimeling out the cost uh, for some of the lesser things. But the long and the short of it is, is everybody has to realize that they have to invest in their own health care. And there's there's any number of ways that we can do that. We can do that with a single-payer system or some sort of a hybrid system. Or if you want to come up with a system where the free market sort of manages that, but it would have to be heavily regulated and and regulated properly, not a phone book size worth of of rules. Um, until until we wrap around ourselves around the con- the concept that well, well these companies should compete with each other and they all should make this money and make that that's not how you should be managing people's lives okay that 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 kind of language belongs with automobiles it belongs with skydivers it belongs with airplanes it does not belong with <laughs> people having cancer yeah okay I agree I, it is a God, it's a deep uh, subject as far as how to afford it and, how, and the plan would, as far as setting one in motion. It's going to take a lot of working together and a lot of uh, people coming up with a good plan. But I, I, I agree with you on the insurance part of it. Uh, it should, shouldn't be something that has to have. Uh, and they got to come down on the – and if you didn't have the insurance companies, you wouldn't have the jacked-up prices in the medical field either. That's one of the reasons why you have the jacked-up medical prices because of malpractice lawsuits. So, malpractice lawsuits is really yeah. That's another thing entirely. Yeah, but yeah, that's part of yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons. Why, I mean, I'm not saying they're not all justified lawsuits. That's not what I'm saying, but that's one of the reasons why they do have jacked up prices in the in the medical field is because of malpractice lawsuits. And of course, pharmaceuticals is a whole other ball game there. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other subject. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Indians. Oh man, choked. 
Lost on the Yankees. I said, man, that's what I said before it started. I said, you can't ride on that 22-game win streak, man, because that don't mean yeah. nothing nope. once the postseason starts. Because uh, I thought they I, had a shot. I mean, I really – I, I heard that one pitcher, I forget, uh, Kluber, uh, supposedly had a bad back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had a – yeah, he wasn't doing too good. But uh, best of luck next year. Right now, the Cubs are winning 7-4. to four. If they win tonight, they go on to the next round. So they could very well be in the World Series still. And, again, I don't know if they're going to get past the Dodgers and the Astros. But uh, Dodgers are tough, man. I'm telling you, Dodgers are going to be – they are – I think they're the team to beat, honestly. If I had to be a betting man in Vegas right now, I had to bet on the World Series late winner, it would be them. LeBron James is out for the rest of the postseason due to an ankle injury. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. and they're saying they're saying it's questionable, which is, um, that he'll even be ready to start the very first game or not in regular season. But I think he will. I think he will. I have a feeling that team is not going to be what it was. No, it's not too much. There's too much. We'll, not only, we'll not only from, yeah, not only from a uh, athletic athletical point of view, but for me, it's too much contention in the team now. Between him and, and this other and, player. And, and, and they're having a lot of the same problems with Bronzy. The front office is just doing some bad things. Right. Doing some bad, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but, I, but I'm with you on that. I don't think it's going to be the same as it was last year. Well, we're running out of time. I didn't get to this topic. We will get to it on Monday, which is probably better because there's going to be some more things developing the story, and we'll talk about it more on Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever his name is right. on uh, what's going on with him. We'll talk about that more on Monday. We've got some more stuff going about developing with that anyway, so it'll probably be better just to cover it all. And uh, with that being said, that's about all I got. You got anything? I'm good, man. All right, man. We'll holler at y'all Monday, 10 o'clock. Y'all have a good weekend. There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. With the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USA, N.A.